We need a catchphrase. I have a catchphrase. You do? Yes, I do. I believe you. Okay. Okay. So what? What's the catchphrase? Oh, you want to hear the catchphrase? I want to hear the catchphrase. I definitely have this catchphrase. I Uh, believe you. Yep. Let me pull it out. Okay. Wait, okay, pull it out. Here it is right here. Okay. okay. Oh, I'm having difficulty reading this. Why don't we save it for next week? If it's, this it, is... Do you believe in it, Keegan? Podcast. Something about a podcast. Maybe, Um. yeah, I'll get back to you. Okay, I got it. So <laughs> you're going to let Jestrate, you know, let it sing in the old mind tinker. What? And, you know, let it gestrate. Well, not just say it. No, I, I wrote it down. It's right here. I just can't read it. Oh, okay. You're gonna reinterpret your handwriting later, and you yeah, know, I'm gonna it? I'm gonna think about it. Maybe I'll trace it with a pen or something. Okay, I, okay. I'm actually psyched for this one. We're gonna come back to it next week and be like, yeah, you Whoa. know, it's like pencil smudged. It's pencil smudged. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. So this is really high quality. This is old school, like handwritten. Yes, I wrote it. I I did. I wrote it on a piece of paper, a Whoa. scrap piece of paper. Scrap piece of paper. Wow. You know. It's so like for it. the kids that are listening, paper <laughs> is this thing they used to cut down trees and shave it really thin with a razor. And then people would make markings on that. And that was called information. Something that we don't have anymore. So paper or information? Both. Okay. (laughs) All right. But you know, I I believe this catchphrase, we're going to come back to the next way. I think this will be the catchphrase. This will be the catchphrase. This, yeah, I ho- yeah. I think so. I always I know, think so. It, well, it's handwritten. It's got to be. I mean, because normally you just type it up, but you know, <laughs> that's handwritten, true. Handwritten means effort and care. It probably means I had some kind of good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Did you get a text? No, I did. Who's not texting get... you? Who's I texting it, you during I the podcast? I thought it was Emily on this. actually why I checked. I thought she was concerned. <laughs> She's sitting so, right there. It doesn't mean she didn't text me like, "What is wrong with you guys?" I actually why what, I texted. Okay. <laughs> okay, I believe you now. That was on me. Okay, She's you're literally on been... podcast. I clearly looked down because someone texted me. I thought it was who texted you. It I want you got you owe the podcast an explanation for this. It was somebody who I reached out to to see if they can find a guest, and they said they'll are are for something completely outside this podcast. What is it? What they Explain said? They... The whole thing for our listeners. You, they deserve this. Because you were rude to our listeners of this podcast. Okay. Yes, the whole so thing. On uh, October eleventh, I am producing a show called One of Us. In the show, one of us was supposed to have never done improv before, and we had a guest that fell there. And so, for personal reasons, he had a dropout. So, I am reaching out to people I know to see if I can find somebody that would be willing to fill his slot of somebody that has not done improv before. And the person that texted, the person I thought was texting was our guest, who we will talk to <laughs> later, was Emily. Because Hi, Emily. You can, hi, Emily. you can talk anytime if you want. You can talk anytime Thank you want. You. We've already brought you in. We, I thought she was texting me saying, like, you guys suck at this, or what are you guys doing? And I was going to, like, you know, move it on to, you know, sound more professional. But then it was. I thought calling. we were being very professional until you checked your phone in the middle of our podcast. That was on me, okay? Yeah, I am taking the fall. You down. literally stop listening and stop talking at the same time. Because somebody texted me and I thought it was Emily. That was on me. I'm sorry, Emily, for throwing you underneath the bus for something you didn't do. This is on me. This is how, okay. Who are we? <laughs> you stopped. Oh, God. Who that are we? Worst transition. 
of all time. Right. Who are we? We've had bad transitions before. This is but, horrible. But this I, one was worse. I'm, I'm going to do the ad break. I'm just going to go no, right into the ad. Break. I need to know who we are and what we do and what our names are. Manymuggles.com. No, they stop. We're not bucks. on the ad break. We're not on the ad break. Who are we? <laughs> dumb comic creators. What's my name? Well, actually, we're dumb creators now. No, we're dumb creators now. Yeah. Now you're bringing us down. I, hey, I correct you. You're still going to me. I, this is not a conversation. Yeah. I've already lost. What's my name? Eric Schwartz. What's your name? Keegan Shiner. And what do, what do we do? Talk to each other and I sometimes guess, yell. Yep. Sometimes yell. Yeah. This is us getting along too, by the way. I, I'm actually really enjoying this right now. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 I was. Now you're not making it fun anymore. Well, you weren't making it fun first. <laughs> okay. Touche. Anyway, does it look like when you guys don't get along? We just don't talk to each other. Like, literally, like, oh god, there was one time when we had to review a comic. I literally when we had started, we didn't know about eating before podcasting. Yeah, and there was many times Eric decided not to eat, but there was one time, and and it got a little testy at the end. But there was one time where I also did not eat, and he did not eat. And so we were literally just literally arguing, like literally, literally, literally. I'm saying that on purpose to annoy you because that's how it felt to us yeah. to be talking about whatever comic it was. It was grinding. It was like getting a tooth, like you could like shake it and it like hurts, but like it's not coming out. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah. Okay. Advertise- Did you eat tonight, Eric? I did eat tonight. Yeah, see, see, we're all good now. We're, we're professionals. All good. You want to go through the advertisement now? The advertisement. <laughs> yeah. The sponsor? Yeah. Manymuggles.com. That's not their name anymore, though. No. Manymuggles.com. And it redirects to themugglybunch.com. Drum roll, please. It even says on the redirect, drum roll, please. And then now, now they're doing some NFTs. This guy's great. He's yeah. a nice guy. He's gonna come talk to us about NFTs sometime too. Oh, we'll have to have. Well, I love having him back on. Maybe he'll give us some he's NFTs. Got a, he's got a roadmap. He's got a team on here. I mean, oh, this okay. went from like making a dumb comic create like the. So basically, you can go on there. You can make your own mug. You can put your name on it. He's got like variations of like million a million variations of like make your own cartoon character in his style, and you get the mug printed. Has your name on it. It's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Has has whatever message you want on it. That's why we're doing an ad because he sent us a mug. Yeah, and <laughs> he also sent you a mug too, not just me a mug. And this is like his the cheapest ad buy he'll ever have. Yeah, because we keep talking about these stupid mugs. Hey, because Eric is. If somebody else sends us like a watch or a, a piece watch. of paper, we will switch our sponsorship. Okay, fine. Yeah, so please. For God's sake, somebody send us something so we can stop talking about the MugglyBunch.com. Go on MugglyBunch.com, get a mug. This is the end of the ad break. Okay. Eric, who's our guest? Our guest is Emily Cassell. Can I say your last name, Emily? Oh, yeah, Cassell. Cassell, okay. Cassell, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so Emily is an improviser. For Hold our- on a second. Aren't you guys friends? Yeah. So did you know her last name or was I that call, a bit? No, that was not a bit. That was me just not knowing. That her. was not a bit? Yeah. Oh, no. 
If it makes are you, are you embarrassed? Me or Emily? You. Well, no. I, I don't want to ask Emily that question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if Emily's embarrassed, she's embarrassed because she knows me. But that's besides the point. Most she's people embarrassed like to be on this podcast. Is, yeah, is, she's is, like, uh, but don't ask her. Don't ask her that. Let's ask her something else. Let's ask her something else. Oh, I was going to give some background on Emily, if that's okay. And then Emily can fill in the details of where I'm, I'm missing. Emily is an improviser from Chicago. She is currently being trained by the Bill Arnett. She has done several shows at the Bug House. She is scheduled to perform for one of us October 11th, 730 at the Bug House Theater. I thought she was a graphic designer. She is also a graphic designer. She had, She's multi-talented. She is a graphic designer who has not only designed the poster for one of us, but also many posters for companies such as Seistry, Trojan, and others. Am I missing anything, Emily? A lot, I'm sure. That's that's the gist. Okay. In addition to my last name being Cassell. Yeah, Cassell. See, Keegan, I'm a professional. I'm like Leon, the assassin. Okay, Emily, what do you think of that? You're fully yeah. in this podcast now. You yeah, you're allowed to say whatever you want now. On you whether or not Eric completely. is being professional. You can be completely honest right now. We can't. The worst thing we can do is just make fun of me. And we've already done that. Okay. Well, if you're going for professional like this American life or being a news anchor, I don't think this would be the audition tape. Sorry. <laughs> well, there goes my NPR career. So you're saying we can't make money doing this. <laughs> I think you can make, I think, I think like you have other markets, but I don't think NPR will be your market. NPR will never be my market, honestly. No, 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 no. I reject NPR before they can reject me. Okay. That's how I feel about it. I didn't even, I wasn't even interested in NPR. Yeah. Why won't they call me? (laughs) Why don't they love me? So, Emily, how did you get started? What are we talking about here, Eric? Are we talking uh, about improv about, or are we talking, talking about, about graphic design? I wasn't talking about graphic design. All right. Oh. Okay. But, but you introduced her as like an improviser. But me. I was also going to, I was going to get through both, but you interrupted me and trying to, you know, stop. It was but confusing. Anyways, I don't know. I All apologize right. to our audience and to Emily. Emily, how did you get started in graphic design? And That was my question. Okay. okay. Well, do you want to take it over? No, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's the question. And do you have a background in art or where did you go to graphic design separately from art? I've been interested in art and graphic design my whole life. So I actually got into graphic design because I was into art in the first place. My whole life, I've loved doodling. I was always that kid who got in trouble for doodling in the sides of notebooks. I had to spend a few hours, like maybe once or twice a week, just erasing stuff in the textbooks so i still do that and i get paid for it now so it's pretty dope yeah i took a graphic design class in high school where i figured out you can make cool stuff on the computer bring those doodles to life and keep making stuff for people and it's a lot of fun i really like graphic design because really your imagination is the limit i know that sounds super dorky but it's true. Each day I'm making something new that it's not just stuff doodling in the sides of notebooks anymore. Maybe animating, photography, videography, making websites. It's something I can imagine. As long as I feel like I'm learning how to do it, I could build it. So it's honestly a dream come true. Cool. That's very cool. Dad, do you work for an agency or are you an independent contractor? I currently work at an e-com distribution company. E-com? Yeah, which is, e- yeah, e-commerce. E-commerce. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. How, is, how is that? 
Yeah, no, that's cool too, because they have a bunch of different brands that they work with. So it's kind of like working with an agency, minus all the red tape that comes with working at an agency. I worked at a few different agencies before this, and they're cool. And you also work from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. at some places, and I'm not about that life. No. So so tell us more about sort of like what you think about when you're... So, so what kind of things do you design? Do you design logos or websites or landing pages or, or like what, what's your wheelhouse? Yeah. So right now I do, so I'm hired as a web designer. So I design how websites will look and feel when you're on the desktop and mobile. Right now it's been mostly smaller websites, but we're working up to building a bigger ones. The last one I built was this one pager website for a Dunkin' Donuts and Goldfish where they made a pumpkin spice goldfish, which is a trip. <laughs> Highly recommend for, it kind of messes with your mind a little bit. It's like pumpkin spice Teddy Grahams, but oh, wow. uh, yeah, yeah. So that that does seem like a, like a big client that's Dunkin' Donuts, you know? That's cool. That's really cool. What, what do you say would be like the most important thing about putting together a website like that? Or a web page, like a land, it was a landing page. Was it meant to sell? Yeah, or... it's meant to sell. Okay. So most important part, it's hard to think about what the most, there's so many things that I would say are the most important part, <laughs> but ultimately making sure it's really easy for people to, I try to build things just as I'm building it for myself, mm-hmm. but I like things being broken down into being almost mindlessly easy. So there's no thinking involved on someone else's part and anything possibly that could go wrong or looked over. So every single step of the way that might, any interaction that you'd have scrolling down to get you to the buy now button, minimizing the amount of times the page might move. So there's, there's these little things called accordions where you might have to hit more info to see facts about the products and that'll jar the whole page, the images might move down, the info to buy the product might move down, and that might be too much movement, one little bit too much, and somebody could get annoyed and click off the page. So any micro interaction adds up to the big picture. So I work to eliminate that and make it as easy as possible. So, and then in the process, I love trying to find ways to make people smile. If I can, that's uh, like the cherry on top or the, the cookie on top of the pot belly milkshakes. Yeah. Yeah, those weird little cookies that they put on the straw. Yeah. 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 So... I, I call them weird because once I saw like the cashier put it on because like the person making it had forgotten and like they didn't have gloves on and it it grossed me out. <laughs> I was like extra you know? flavor. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Money. Tastes like money. Tastes like winning. <laughs> do you do you put out do you publish these sites and then like see how people are interacting with them? Yeah, it's kind of cool with uh, with some sites, we're able to have analytics and see just how many people are on the site at once, how many people are have stuff in their cart, how many people click away. So you're able to get a feel for what's working, what's not working. Oh, okay. And then do you change, change mid, like while it's live, do you change it? Yeah, some websites yeah. you can. Um, sometimes it takes, but for quick fixes you can, like if there's a button that needs to be a little bit bigger or more prominent, but other times, sometimes you have to call it a, not a loss, but go back to the drawing board a little bit and think about how to better structure a web page, or if you should move this picture to be a little bit higher, work with a developer to toggle where 
blocks of uh, text is placed. There are just so many little factors go into building a bigger factor. So are you creating the pages in, in Photoshop and then like somebody else kind of breaks it into coded like parts of the website? Sort of, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I work in uh, Adobe XD. I've also worked in uh, Figma and Sketch or uh, just prototyping software. Okay, okay. Yeah, in the past, I, so I know how to code, kind of. Yeah. So I did a web boot camp back in undergrad, but I found there's a huge difference between designing stuff and developing stuff, and I am by no means a developer. Mad respect okay. for those who can, but okay. it's a whole different. Yeah. What did you major for in undergrad? Or did you major in graphic design? Or was just like the graphic design side thing? Like if you majored like in arts, you're like, I'm going to go to graphic design from that. Yeah, I majored in graphic design. I got a minor concentration in illustration. And I also did a boot camp in a web development. So you're like, yeah. So like the fact you're like, I'm making websites, you know, the graphic design makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Now graphic design is everything that, that sounds so vague, but that's cause it is, it could be, it's so subjective, but you're really building, like I said before, anything you could put your mind to. Yeah. Are you completely on the computer or did you ever go paper to computer in you know, that old agent technology? I like doodling like uh, back to my roots, but I like when I get started on anything, I'm always drawing something first. So again, I kind of love that because I, I get paid for just going crazy in my sketchbook. People see me doodling in meetings and so giving me the stink eye. They're like, oh, she's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's going to be so much fun. Some people listen better if they're doodling. I'm just going to put that out there because I doodle but only as a way of getting through boring meetings. <laughs> but I'm also taking notes usually, but. I write stuff when it's happening, so I'm not good either. Yeah. See, sometimes people don't pay attention to what it is I'm doing. So if you like hunched over like this and they're like, wow, I'm like, thanks so much for taking notes during that meeting. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're welcome. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I, I, here's my notes. There's a picture of like something. They're like, this is what happened. And I interpret it as what happens during the meeting. Hieroglyphics? Yeah, hieroglyphics. So what? All right. This is the kind of the question that we ask. Like, we're going to ask this question, I think, multiple times with you just because you're uh, multi-talented. What do you recommend to anybody that's a new or a dumb creator, that, or in this case, a new graphic artist? Like, what would you recommend for them, like, kind of just in general? Hmm. Well, okay. Again, I'm biased, but don't stop doodling. Don't stop creating. And kind of figure out what your niche is. There's so many different areas of graphic design. One thing that I wish I'd known before going to undergrad or just getting started in general, you could go into print or go into digital, or you could go into both if you want. But the two kind of uh, taper off. Print design is a whole other skill that I just, I don't have. There's so many different programs to learn. Yeah, they're like, I think they print and digital get lumped together a lot because like you use the same software, but use for different things. Mm. Sorry, I'm getting late. Okay. Wait, did yeah. you just get a text? I got, I just. Wait, did you just get a text in the middle of your interview? I got it. Yeah. Hey, people. In her defense, she <laughs> did not look down and stop talking. She's so like. Yeah, she did look at her so, computer as though a text had come in. That's, that's exactly what happened. So on that, <laughs> I, I have a text forwarding. Let's oh, now see. she's looking down. Yeah. Now she's now looking down. down. Okay. Okay, so I can explain. Who texted you? I have to know. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, you are our listeners. <laughs> All right. 
to to the listeners. I just want to say I don't listen. To Wait, those, but... I just show, I just looked down and I got a text <laughs> 18 minutes ago from Emily saying you suck at this. So <laughs> I was wondering when you're gonna look at that. I was being a professional, so I no all the like leeway and pity uh, like being nice. Wait, but stuff. but who texted <laughs> Emily? That's the question on the board. Yeah, who have texted Emily now? I have a lot of friends who are trying to organize a Taylor Swift. Swift listening party. Is that, I, I, con- you mean, is that a concert you mean? Is there an album coming out? I think so. I don't really. Taylor Swift is great. I don't listen to her. Okay. <laughs> but all my friends do. So I know she's roped into this. Yeah, you're going to have to go, right? Yeah, yeah. Report report back. Or you'll be rude. Yeah. yeah. Are you guys going to yeah. go to a parking lot or you just go to someone's apartments and listen? Oh, God. I hope we're just going to someone's apartment. But, you know, maybe people take these things really seriously. Swifties are a whole other breed. Sir, go up the cars, put the Taylor Swift on, and just listen to it through a boombox. Is that is that is that something people do? Flaming, Eric? No. So the Flaming Lips made an album that well, you had, that like they sold it in three separate parts, and you have to sync them up. So like, you have to listen to, like, once. Like, so you're supposed to put three cars together. And you have to listen to them all three at the same time, because like, oh, they three, designed three, three different cars. Oh okay. yeah. So I didn't know if they were gonna do that. Like Tay Tay was doing that, or she's like, you gotta get ten people together in a circle. Yeah. I kind of, I'm kind of into that. That might make it kind of interesting. Yeah, that would be punk fun. Rock element to it. Yeah. And you can also like you know dance like, like the old timey people do this, like while listening to it. He's snapping his fingers. Which he, next to, which he next doesn't to know the how to microphone, do. <laughs> right to annoy him. At least no, I haven't done. Do you know how to snap your fingers, Eric? I don't hear anything. <laughs> he's, that, not sna- that, he's not snapping. I don't think I've you've ever known how to snap. I know how to snap. Keegan, can you hear this? You brought, you brought this on yourself. No, I can't, I can't hear anything. <laughs> Did you just open a can? Yep, I just opened a can. This podcast is off the rails tonight. We okay. uh, Emily, I apologize for this. We are normally uh, now. You apologize. I've apologized eight times. You could have apologized after. The I'm past. not apologizing to you. I'm apologizing to Emily because Emily's <laughs> earned the apology. Emily's earned my respect. Emily owes us an apology, Eric, because <laughs> she read a text in the middle of her interview. <laughs> she also texted me that I sucked in the middle of the interview, too, which I didn't look down for because I was trying to quote the text. I want to say it's also true. But I was trying to be professional after, you know, failing hard at the beginning. When you illustrate, when you, let's switch over to illustration. I see on your website, you have quite a few. When you do illustrations, are you doing that for clients or are you doing that for fun? I do a little bit for fun, a little bit for people. So commissions, a lot of the stuff on there is run one-offs. So I have done a little bit of illustration for the two agencies I exactly. but those are mostly people approaching me asking for things for wedding invites, posters, oh, printouts, gifts for friends and family. Oh, that's fun. So these are based off of real people, not just like people in your mind? Some of them are people in my mind. Some are, but a lot of them, I draw inspiration from real life. I love caricatures. I love drawing people's features and just pulling them out of proportion and having fun with that. Yeah, that's cool. I took, uh, yeah, I took caricature classes years ago from this dude who's the lead caricature artist at Six Flags. So, oh, fun. Yeah, but you got a picture of Disney, not Six Flags, in one of them. 
That's true. I should put a picture. Yeah. Yeah. Misleading information there. So <laughs> should I be putting a Bugs Bunny in a roller coaster then for my next doodle? Well, you might get sued. Yeah. <laughs> well, Disney hasn't reached out yet. So. Oh, that's true. Next room might be safe. They will. When they eventually scrape all the audio from this and, you know, file it into their computer banks. Mickey Mouse will throw and up find out that we, we mentioned Mickey Mouse. It'll trigger an alarm. And we don't say the master's name. Control team. We don't speak of the master's name, Keegan. And I'll get sued <laughs> on, on your behalf. Anyway, what about this Packers illustration? Was that digitally made? The, yeah, that's a combination. That oh, was, okay. Yeah, I took paint and tissue paper, layered pieces one over the other, and uh, made a rough outline. And then I enhanced it digitally. So, okay. I, yeah, so I'd cut out of shapes and make it into the players, make it into the stadium and did somewhat of a collage on paper onto canvas and then scanned it in. I had to take it to FedEx and put it on this huge scanner. Wow. And uh, yeah. And then I copied and pasted some pieces of it all over the place and made it into Lambeau Field. Wow. That's neat. Wow. Cool. Do you, do you ever enter any of your work into like gallery shows or anything like that i never have i think one day it'd be cool but i think honestly i prefer to do a children's book illustration when the time is right oh interesting okay are you gonna write yourself or just the illustration or are you gonna see what happens later probably see what happens later but i think it'd be fun it's on my bucket list hoping to make it happen sooner rather than later and trying to make i would love to author and illustrate it on my own because i think I think that I could do it, but I think you can too. I, Having met you, I think you can. Yeah, I think I can. I think I can. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Cool, Eric. I have some, or on the bottom picture right, with the girl in blue. Is that a self-portrait? Like with the girl in blue. Like she's got the bluish hair, and she's got like the like the strong eyes. So I describe it as. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the big eyelashes. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I was really sleep deprived in drawing that while I was waiting for something to print. So I actually do that in 20 minutes. Some of the things on there took me 40 to 60 hours. And that one, I think, took me at most 25 minutes. Wow. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So sometimes it's just, yeah, yeah just it looks go it. absolutely amazing. I was just, I just, I don't know, it's kind of just because like I'm looking at you and I'm looking at it. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at it. I'm like, is that Emily? Yeah. <laughs> Big droopy island. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's, oh, just I mean, just look at your face. I mean, just, like, not. I mean, obviously not one hundred percent. I don't think like you know, I don't look at you and like blue hair. I don't see that. But well, I mean, you don't know if I have a wig on or not. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I usually can. T- I'm not the best expert when it comes to hair anymore. So yeah. Is that because you don't have any hair? Is that what you mean? Yes, that's what exactly what I meant. Okay, all right. It was just trying to follow along. Yeah. Do you like prefer like one way or the other? Do you like not like saying that you have to only do one? Do you prefer illustrations over graphic design or do you just like the fact that you get to do both? I like the fact that I get to do both, but if I had the choice, honestly, I would doodle all day long if I could. So still working on making that a dream come true. So for the next few years, building websites and drawing on the side and one day hopefully writing that book so I could quit this all and just do books full time maybe paint murals yeah just keep having fun with that that's cool 
It's cool. How, what do you have any thoughts on the AI art explosion? Yes. Yes. And Excellent. Unpopular opinion. Okay. I, I have some. I know some art people who think that AI art is questionable, not good. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good actually, because like art's not meant to be. Art is meant to adapt with the times and be in response to things that are happening around. And uh, if that's through AI, I see that as another form of art and just for ways for just a way for artists to use tools to make that better. And uh, it's scary. It might put me out of a job, but it just well, me. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't you use it though? I guess is my, uh, my question. I, 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 I hear that too from artists, like it being bad, but. But my, my question is, you're a graphic designer. You should be able to use it better than anyone because you, you already have the skills of like imagination. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Which a lot of people using it don't have. And, and so they get kind of like these bland results. I'm wondering, I, I do a lot of it now. And I was, it's fun to talk to a graphic designer whose job potentially could be impacted by it. So I'm sure, I'm sure this is a hot button for you too. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of just see it as like you have to keep thinking outside the box. Like jobs, jobs change, people change. Even doing graphic design in the '90s, I know some older designers who they've had to change the way they've worked from being all manual to having to relearn or learn period programs in the early 2000s when a Photoshop, Illustrator, which InDesign is now the big thing, but having to learn all those programs, they've had to adapt. So I just see this as like I'm going to have to adapt. Right. Right. Yeah. So I don't know what's next, if there's going to be, there probably, if you can imagine it at this point, I think there's some dude somewhere out there who says the only difference between science fiction and real life is that it hasn't happened yet in science fiction. So at some point in my career, I'm sure there's going to be a pretty little easy button that you press and it's make me a logo. And it's just <laughs> as good as like my it, whole undergrad degree. It so, can, it can already do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, the thing. It, yeah. We have a question. Scary from chat about like how copyright claim works against AI art. And to answer that question right now, if you generate a work on like, let's say mid journey, which is a pretty popular one, you own the image mid journey doesn't own it, but according to the U S copyright office, you don't have a copyright on it because AI made it. So you don't actually own a copyright to it other people can use it. A good way around that is to collage with it or change it after you create it. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure, you know, it's only been like challenged once. The last time I read this anyway, it was only challenged once. And it was somebody who made a, a really simple claim that that probably was going to fail. So like, I, I'm, it, it'll be challenged more. I think it was, it was, he, he didn't like write the prompt or something like that. It was, all generated by AI. So I, I know that they had issues with this when the photograph was made too, you know, because the camera does all the work with a photo and this is very similar in the tool, but like the artist does point the camera and does click the button at the right time. So, and, and that's the same with AI. Once you actually use it, that's how it feels. So good question, totally. chat. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> oh. is a good question, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I was absolutely useless during that question. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I got around that. I've started collaging with using AI generated images. I start collaging with it and that 
for sure, I would own the copyright to a collage, I think. Yeah. So anyway, you, you also, anything else on the AI that we should talk about? <laughs> Keegan's excited about this. So if you guys want to talk about it, I can yeah. you know, twiddle my thumbs while you talk about it. Yeah, I guess I just have one other thing that I was thinking about where I know some AI platforms, like, have you heard of Dolly? Yeah, Dolly. Yeah. yeah, Dolly. I know that I use them a little bit and I know that they have a built-in function where certain things will be blocked off so there's no violent images, no like adult content. Oh, no. sure. Yeah. Yeah. This is a big hot button thing too. Right. Yeah. Because it, it's scary stuff like it could be used in the way that uh, to be potentially damaging like deep fakes and, you know, embellishing things that maybe shouldn't always be embellished. And uh, I don't know, I guess I was curious what your thoughts on that were too, because honestly, that stuff terrifies me deepfake. Well, I can tell you like AI is never going to generate a deepfake better than Photoshop artists would do that. At most, they could use it as a basis for, and then, and then like fix things. Right. But, but like if they wanted to deepfake right now, like they could just do it manually. I mean, they have the, re like, whoever wants to do that and damage the country would have the resources, in my opinion, the, like the money to do that professionally and not like in their basement with, with a laptop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. In terms of like the porn and gore and stuff, I, I think that if it's a public, if it's like a company owned by people and they don't want it to be open source, they have the right to say no porn and no gore. And legally they might even be on the hook for any like illegal images like like underage like porn or something like that that pop up on their platform they could eventually be sued about that which happens to lots of social media companies in the past like before before they knew such things so like to me like i don't mind limitations on if you're using a a great platform I don't mind limitations on it, but I also wouldn't make stuff like that. But there is, and also now there is a open source stable diffusion is what it's called. It's open source. You can install it on your own machine and and just it, it'll just do it. No internet connection or anything. You can just make any images you want with this, with the filter off. And that's, that's up to you, you know, but then like try and post that somewhere and you'll get arrested. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, so I I don't know what else to say about about that, uh, but I I do think a private company. It's like you can't just walk into a restaurant with no shirt and no shoes, right? They have rules about that sort of thing. So it's the same thing with using somebody's platform. I think there should be rules if they want them there. You know. Yeah, I mean it's constant in the in the feedback on Discord. There's a feedback chat, you know, for this mid journey and it's constant. Why are there banned words? Why are there banned words? Freedom of, of expression and art has always had nudity and everything, but like, that's not what their platform's for, you know? Yeah. Right. Like if you wanted to, if you, if you wanted that platform, then go to a Renaissance museum. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it's it's not like it's making perfect humans at, at the moment. Like they have seven fingers and like three limbs and you know, it's still weird. It still doesn't look right, you know? So yeah, it's it's funny what people like spend all their energy arguing about online. It's like calm down. It'll change in a month, you know. Yeah. I, I I tell my wife every day, like this the AI platform literally changes almost every day. 
there's something new or it does something else or it's better, you know, it's making better images. I mean, it changes so fast. I'm like, I gotta be on this every day just to figure out what's happening, you know? So, yeah, so it's, it's but it's gotten so much better. It's gotten so much better and, and they expect it to get like 50 times better in the next two months or three months. So yeah, it's kind of an exciting time for art. I, I That's why I ask, it's an exciting time for art. Right. Like I, I kind of see it as you can either get with it and figure out how to make something out of it or not the obsolete, but you'll be a very different kind of artist, I think. Right. Well, yeah, I think there's so much beauty that comes with change. So Yeah. I mean, people got so it's so much like the invention of the photograph. It's like it's fun to like read about the invention of the photograph, right? Because like the impression the all the artists that were making these like these like Roko portraits of people that looked photorealistic. They got like jealous that these cameras could do that like that. And they started like copying the camera angles with their paintings. And that was impressionism, you know? Yeah. 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 And then they got bored with copying photographs and that became post-impressionism, which was like the scream. And like, it became really weird. Got it. It got fun, you know? So same with typography, you know, things obviously changed a lot when the Gutenberg Press came out, but that didn't mean typography went anywhere, obviously. It's just how things looked and how things are structured changed a lot. And there's still calligraphy. It's still just as beautiful and it shows up in so many more unique places, I think, because of that. And people appreciate it still. You know, it's not, it hasn't gone away to your, yeah, just like you, right. Yeah. And they said the same thing about video and they said the same thing about Photoshop. And now, now it's AI and I don't think it'll change things too much. Do I yeah. think that art will have to follow up with some of the crazy stuff that is coming out of the, the machine? Probably. There'll probably be some kind of impressionism-ish like, like art movement where they're like making crazy collage, how to, you know, like, but like oil paintings, but, but like, some kind of like post AI art movement like that. But yeah, we have another chat message. Have you embraced blockchain with the idea your work can live forever in cyberspace and make money in perpetuity? Blockchain? Are you on the blockchain? Are you doing NFTs? No, I said, I mean, yeah. I did. Yeah, no, I, I am on board with work living forever and being used by anyone, everyone. I think if it's out there published on the internet, that's for everyone to use. Yeah, no, I've been, I've been meaning to do NFTs though. That would be, I think that'd be pretty cool. But also, is it going to be like Dogecoin words? Like Dogecoin is what Dogecoin <laughs> is now. <laughs> it was not worth anything. <laughs> I, I think, no. yeah. To me, it was like uh, the NFTs are expensive. <laughs> and like you have to have an account just to like sign up you have to put in money just to sign up and then you have to like to mint it costs money and then there's like a fee and then a gas fee and it was just like you pay like almost a hundred dollars just to put your picture online and nobody buy it it just felt expensive to me i don't we're gonna have that guy on at some point, our muggle sponsor to talk about it, but yeah, yeah. no, this is going to be a little soul crushing. You put a 
hundred dollars into putting that online and nobody shows up to your party. There's, I mean, there's millions of them, right? And like the only people selling them are like famous authors and artists already, you know? So, I know yeah. that Quentin Tarantino had a major fight with the studio over whether or not he could do NFTs for Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Like, there is actually a legal battle about that right now. Yeah. Who owns that? That's the question. Cause... Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a little bit against them. I think they, they, they seem like snake oil. They seem like fake, a fake commodity. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't know. I, you know, somebody will change my mind or not. So <laughs> my mind's still open on that. So how did you get involved in improv? That was one of my problems. Yeah. <laughs> you took it from me. You, you did it back to me, Keegan. I was I, thinking, I was looking at you and I was like, this is what Eric's thinking. I'm sorry. I was waiting for a time to do that. So yeah, sorry. This is about you, Emily, and we are making it about us. We are doing the exact opposite we are supposed to do. Hey, this is about everyone. I'm on your podcast last night. So we're, yeah, not Eric, that, we're not that interested. Please don't say we. I, I asked the question and you jumped in. So, okay, fine. He gets this podcast that Eric likes to talk on too. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's our podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I got into improv earlier this year and it's been something that honestly, it always, that I've been interested in doing just to, it started out just wanting to be something that I said that I did. I did a workshop once in high school. We went down to Second City for the afternoon and did one of those classes where you go through improv exercises. And that's what I thought improv was, that you do a fun, bunch of fun, I know now, short form little games. So I signed up for a class earlier this year thinking that it'd be a good way to de-stress after work. I play a fun short form little game. We all pretend to be parts of like, a whale or dragonfly or something. And it's not. <laughs> it's not my first class with Bill Art that he he runs it like a lot. I mean, everyone does this. Not everyone, but he runs class like it's going to be a show. So that's what we did the first day of class. It was ran like a show. And it was just honestly the most exhausting three hours of my life because I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but also I was hooked. So yeah, this last year's just been kind of going with the flow, having fun with that. And improv is so different from what I do day to day as a designer. As I was saying before, I have to overthink, overanalyze every little step of everything everyone's doing. One button click could mean that you lose business. So with improv, whatever you say is just whatever goes. So love it or leave it, it's out there. You said it, you just kind of got to go with it. So it's using almost an opposite part of my brain and just going against every single little thing in me to just roll with that. That's cool. That's a good way of putting it. Are you enjoying it? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. I, I wouldn't be here if I didn't love it. That's good. Follow or this question that we asked you earlier, any advice you would give to a new improviser? Hmm. Don't, don't be, everyone says don't be discouraged. Just don't be afraid to just have fun with it. You're going to look dumb. That's the point. But you could say the best, the best advice I had heard is like, you can say literally anything and someone's going to find a way to react to it. You could go up and just make a noise or just stare at them. And it's funny. You're just, anything can go, anything can be silly or it doesn't have to be silly, but you're just being used enough and just stick with that. It's going to fall into place when 
you don't expect it to. That's a good cool. way of putting it. Cool. Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> do you want to go ever do like those short form games ever, or do you want do you kind of like prefer to stick with the Bill Arnett like longer style? I do like the short. I have a soft spot for the short form games. They're just fun. But honestly, I think at this point, I like doing the long scenes. And I see this world building or like Minecraft of people <laughs> just building stuff block by block and destroying the world at the end when you do a scene change or something. So you know, when the show's over, the show's over at that point. Yeah. Yep. You can't. There's. You did not hit save. Mm-hmm. Cool. Do you have anything else, Keegan? No, I'm good. So, Emily, if there's anything you need to plug right now or you want to plug right now besides your website, emilycasale.com, please let us know. We'll plug it here and we'll plug it below. I'm not looking at my cell phone right now when we post this. Yeah. So, I think you're on Instagram. It's E underscore Rose Art. Yep. Yeah. E Rose Art. Okay. Uh, yeah. My middle name is Rose. And I think Rose Art is pretty cool if y'all used Rose Art crayons. Hey, no, stop it. Hold on a second. For those that can't, those aren't listening. Keegan right now has his cell phone up to the camera and is literally just on the phone. If you're texting me right now, I'm going to be really pissed. I'm pulling up my phone. (laughs) I'm not texting. My, my fantasy team is up 156 to 57, which is a pretty cool. That's a pretty cool thing to talk about on the podcast. No, it's not. Okay, well, honestly, I just wanted that to be a rule of threes. And okay, <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted a little tag on on our whole episode. Okay, Emily, it's been so nice having you. Thank you for thank you for coming on. Okay. Thanks for having me. This has been a blast. Okay. Glad you enjoyed it. Okay, so if there's something else, we're gonna say goodbye then. Twitch, anybody want to say goodbye? It, it's delayed, Eric. Oh, it doesn't okay. work like that. Well, then too late. I can get Sorry. questions, but the but it's delayed on the responses. Okay. Maybe well, in like a few seconds they'll they'll say something, but uh, so so right now we're just but there's there's really no uh, here is a question actually for Emily when it comes to improv have you used COVID in any of your acts to either do a PSA or tell clever jokes about it use COVID huh not COVID specifically I'd probably hmm. No, I wish I could say that I did, but no, I haven't. There's been times where I probably would have gotten banned for or if this was if we if I was doing some of these acts a year or two ago. You know, sometimes I'll be like a real float stalker or like get in <laughs> someone's face. So I would probably get canceled for that. So I should probably stick away from the COVID stuff. I like the Seinfeld close talker guy. Yes, yes, okay. yes. That was my net. Yeah. Okay, so I thought you meant, but yeah. I didn't know. Just go up and just be like, hi. You see, there really was a delay. I wasn't lying about that. Okay, I believe it. <laughs> okay, thank you so much, Emily. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye.